Create Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love, hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, and ultimately, financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. So you will learn all the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle, and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. I've walked through Faith Focus. Welcome back to my Faith Focus as this series continues. On today's episode, I'm talking about my transformation from the inside out. So each and every one of us has a story. Our perspective is powerful. What is even more astounding is the choice to turn pain to purpose. There are many things we are proud of, and I know you are, friend, and so am I, and some that we are not so proud of. In any given moment, we have the ability to choose. To transform. You can make different choices in your faith, wellness, marketing, community, business, and travel. You have the freedom to do so. I've learned transformation from the inside out last. When you rewrite and rewire your beliefs to truth, your feelings and your actions in every area of life, everything changes. All you have to do is to look around at how many of us gravitate towards misalignment and self-sabotage. Many of us, myself included for years, are like a car with a flat tire, no gas, and in need of an oil change and new brakes. And sometimes crashing into railways or speeding down the highway with all those things going on. We are often running on fumes, overwhelmingly unhealthy, misaligned to purpose, focused on lack, and without a community. Yet we do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. The definition of insanity. Friends, my transformation from the inside out started rapidly and miraculously in 2010 
and continues day by day. If I transformed and continue to, from the inside out, every area of life, so can you. Transformation themes of my life. As I have walked through different transformations, I have found I receive divine downloads on what the themes are in my transformation. And I don't believe that they're so much for me. I believe that they're for you. And so when I share and when I speak and when I express, they help you discover different things about your own life. I was walking back from the park earlier today and that was coming to me. And so I thought I would share that as well. So what I have found is that my themes of transformation, especially since 2010, that exist and continue to are fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, lies to love, pains to purpose, and bondage to freedom. And as I was walking, the other one that was coming up that also aligns to these in different ways is scarcity to abundance. And I think all these, you know, I think many people right now, and I see many people are being slammed with a transformation rapidly in a very short amount of time. Whereas I feel grateful and blessed, even though a lot of my transformation has been difficult or painful in in different seasons in different ways. And then it became easier because I had seven years and like, I, I feel like so much of this God spread out for me. And so my heart goes out to so many people because I can see where people are being hit with a lot of different things from the inside out right now, especially. So I've walked through transformation from spiritual to financial. I will not tell you it has been easy or overnight because it hasn't. It has taken faith, focus, and a fight. It's choosing to challenge myself to alignment on a day-by-day basis. As I have transformed every area of my life, focusing on faith, purity, love, calling, purpose, and freedom, I am amazed at what God and I co-create. My transformation leads me to align to passion and purpose and then to people and profits. This includes choosing purity before marriage in 2010, losing over 55 pounds between 2013 to 2014 and keeping it off, choosing to be alcohol free in 2014, so now going into almost six years fully, creating a life and business I love with community and a focus on freedom. Disclaimer, the average person who uses Herbalife Nutrition loses an average of a half a pound to a pound a week with a healthy, active lifestyle. The choices I make daily are challenged in these areas on my journey to reach my full God-given potential. I am driven by progress in what I call the seven steps to success daily, along with my 90-day plan. My soul and spirit come alive with freedom and expression, time, location, and community. 
So I share with you guys the timetables. I share with you insights so that you know this didn't happen overnight and it comes with millions of failures. I tried so many things in so many ways before I finally lost the weight. And the other areas of my life follow a similar trajectory. Like many of us, I can be very hard headed. <laughs> and that's why now a lot of times I focus on humility, gratitude, abundance, and, you know, asking our creator for guidance a lot sooner and all the time. So speaking of which, fear to faith, as I have focused daily on shifting from fear to faith extensively since 2010 and continue to, it amazes me what I used to accept as normal. What many of us do, our default is often fear, lack, control, depression, anxiety, and the worst case scenario. Look around at what those choices cause globally and what I find even more alarming or I really want to challenge you on is especially if you call yourself faith-filled, are you truly on a faith journey from the spiritual to the practical? And are you fighting for freedom? And does your life show the fruit in every area of your life? So I made a decision in 2010, I would no longer live in the default or anything close to it. One of my favorite scriptures is 1 John 4, 18, perfect love drives out all fear. So what is really interesting is for years, I experienced high highs and low lows. I think many relate to this. How about you? My life is truly an adventure from the start. I was in four countries by the time I was two. I am conceived in Bulgaria. It's a whole story behind that with my parents. Uh, some of that is on my episodes on transformation story of a lifetime, how transformation is required, as well as seven reasons why I'm a great storyteller. I was born in Poland and lived in a refugee camp in Italy in Trieste, which is near about 30 minutes outside of Venice, by the time I was six months old. We immigrated to the U.S. by the time I was two. Some of my favorite adventures globally include scuba diving in Egypt and Jamaica and swimming with dolphins. I love new adventures. I love to expose people to travel, and that's why we also host retreats. So part of my faith journey is also you know, growing up in the Catholic Church. My mom's from Poland, so and I was born in Poland, so it won't surprise a lot of you because you know overwhelmingly Poland is Catholic and has been historically. And my dad is from Bulgaria, and you know very different in a lot of ways. They, you know, the the influence when he grew up and he was born was heavily communist. He shared with me years ago, actually about two years ago, so very pretty recently, that one time he was trying to read the Bible in school and he got in like a lot of trouble, like a lot of trouble. Like the teacher slammed his hands, like both of his hands with, you know, a, and he said he was like six or seven years old, like he was young, with uh, both of his hands with a ruler, like painfully, and like scolded him in front of the class very painfully. So learning that was an incredible, you know, revelation all these years later 
my for my mom, it was very important growing up that you know we went to church consistently. I was in CCE. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's Catholic Church, you know, education. I regularly attended, you know, camps that were either you know week long camps, whether they were related to the church or vacation Bible schools in A Leaf, Texas, in Houston. And I also went to like Girl Scout camps, which is related, unrelated, service related. But anyway, it came to my mind. And um, then started seeking in college, basically becoming non-denominational. But I didn't have a church home, you know, in college, like many people, you know, experience. And then I went to church or listened to things occasionally or read books like later on. And, you know, my dad went faithfully like Christmas, Mother Day, Mother's Day and Easter. So that was very different for my brother and I growing up, you know, compared to my mom. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I actually prayed for a church home. Because I realized how some things were missing or I started realizing whether it was misalignment in my life and, you know, around that time and so many other things. And so Mount Perrin was my church home for a while. And you guys, if you don't know, side note, I also include this in the link in the blog, but you'll find on the podcast, I tend to share more because as I'm sharing more things come to my mind to share in that moment, you know, and I don't, sometimes I go back and revise, but not always. So extensively, you'll always get more value in the podcast. Like I'll definitely tell you that as far as, because again, things come up for me. And so Uh, Mount Perrin was my church home for the first three years in Atlanta from 2010 to 2013. I attended the ministry with the young adults. I joined in on several Bible studies and actually I continue to from time to time there as well. And I still continue to go to Wednesday service sometimes. And I served in the middle school ministry. Uh, In some of my other episodes or posts, you'll know that actually the middle school ministry and leading a series on how our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit is what led me to actually choose purity before marriage in 2010. Like the Holy Spirit completely convicted me on that about how I needed to walk in obedience and in integrity and in his way. So that was a huge shift for me to faith. I also took Beth Moore's Bible study, Breaking Free, in 2010, which was very pivotal for me and started to heal a lot of wounds. And in 2011, I went on a missions trip, a sports camp trip in Austria. So you could see I had a lot, a lot of involvement. I also attended camps with the middle schoolers and high schoolers with Mount Perrin quite a bit. So served quite a bit and absolutely loved it. Uh, At the time... Of course, uh, Barbie and Dr. Cooper, you know, are still leading the church. But at the time in the middle school, it was Fabiana and Chris McGowan, and they were awesome. And then later it was, oh my goodness, I see their faces right now. And one of their son's names was Malachi. They moved back to Ohio. Uh, it'll come back to me later on, I may say it. But anyway, a great couple that actually stayed pure before marriage and they were sharing their testimony and how powerful it was. So this was like one of the first times I was actually around this kind of community and seeing this kind of fruit in their lives. And so after three years, I moved to Buckhead and I felt pulled 
to and called basically I kept in a sense kept feeling my spirit like Jesus saying give up your belongings and follow me like come into a deeper relationship with me like deeper still like the song you know hill song trust without borders is what comes to mind and so I sold my car in 2013 amidst a ton of resistance and so many other things going on on a personal and relational level so it was not easy at all uh, but I knew that God was like, are you going to follow me? Are you going to trust me? Are you going to do what I say or not? Are you going to follow man and focus on pleasing man? So, you know, regardless, and just trust me. And so then, then I was at Mount Perrin for a while and I took financial peace the second time. So just to give you guys some more play, I was attending Danny Johnson events. I got, oh, rewind. I got baptized. I was baptized as a baby. And then I chose to be baptized as an adult for the first time in 2010. Then at a Danny Johnson event, I had been praying about being baptized by the Holy Spirit and having a relationship like the disciples have in Acts. Acts. And I ended up being baptized by the Holy Spirit. And literally before she touched me, it was like almost like God was telling me like, it has nothing to do with her and her power. It's all me. I completely fell backwards. And thankfully, she and her team knew because apparently this is something that happens common at their events. And it's a mixture of spiritual, uh, financial, time management. So it's a lot of different things she covers. They're amazing. And then a couple on May 24th, 2015, I felt pulled to be baptized as an adult again. And it was literally like it was biblical, you guys. It was like literally, in a sense, like a marital ceremony. And it was in a pool at the Hyatt in Orlando. Like it was so surreal on so many levels. And so just so many different things. And so I was at Buckhead Church for a while. Then a friend, and also listening to other things. And then a friend invited me to the Grove at Passion City. A couple years ago, I started attending faithfully their women's events. They're incredible. Right now they're starting to host them online. And then last year I felt pulled to have Passion City be my church home as well as Transformation Church online and love their faith series. And I also listen to Elevation Church a ton and Holly and Stephen Furtick. So that kind of gives you the rundown of like, there's been a lot of investment into my faith and I'll share a bit more with some things coming up. So I challenge myself daily and I ask myself, am I living in faith or fear? From a practical level, this has involved getting closer to God, obviously spending more time with him in his word and in silence. This has involved increased time in prayer, reading the Bible and church community groups. Oh, I didn't mention that. I'll mention that more later on. I'm also part of the Buckhead uh, community group for uh, Passion City. I'm on the host team. Bible studies, worship music, and journaling. None of this has come overnight. None. I continue to fight the good fight of faith. I continue to run my race. Yes, I am human. Yes, I feel pain. I get questions all the time like, are you always like this? I'm like, no, I have moments. And that's why I also spend a lot of times on my own. Because I know in the past when I used to exceedingly want to people please or always be on and not honor my pain or not honor my transition or not honor my healing, I would lash out sometimes in anger because I wasn't processing emotions or I wasn't feeling my emotions. I didn't want to feel them. 
I think that's many of us. So I may take a moment. Ultimately, though, I heal and either flow or push past pain and fear. And like earlier this week, I, you know, rearranged some things one day because I, on Monday, because I really felt like I needed more time in nature and just more time in silence. So I definitely honor myself and listen to myself so much more now. And I think a lot of us are experiencing that transition because many of us have been so focused on listening to others tell us what to do and who to be and who to become. And I feel like that's massively changing in our world. So a fear practical journey. In addition to all that I shared a few years ago, I made the choice to see a spiritual counselor. Uh, I was referred to one through Mount Perrin, literally next door at Rosemount as well, including EMDR treatment for trauma. So if you don't know what EMDR is, it is electromagnetic dissonance resonance where you literally reprocess trauma and while your eyes are closed and you're like tapping and doing different things on your knee or different things. So you're like bringing back the past perceptions into the present. And then you're speaking about them with your new frame of mind. And then you're releasing them. And for me, it was really, really, really important that I do counseling with someone that also believed in the Bible and also you know, spoke life over me and was not looking at things solely from a clinical level. Like it was really important for me to have both, that they were looking at things from a faith perspective, as well as, you know, the manifestation on the practical. And so the first counselor I had, she was amazing. She was in grad school. She held such a special, such a special place in my heart. Like I ended up seeing her for a year Some of you may or may not know, I experienced domestic violence in my late teens to early 20s. And back to not facing the pain, I buried the pain for years, found my worth in my work, my identity and performance, you know, and always being on, people pleasing, all the things, you know, going out, lots of distractions. I allowed it to come out for the spirit myself to work on all the pain. So I ended up seeing her for a year. And, you know, in the midst of all this other stuff, I started, I think it was early 2011 and I saw her most, if not all of 2011. So in 2010, rewinding back in 2010, I really began to see the beliefs I formed in childhood and especially my teenage years that were driving so many of my self-sabotaging behaviors. Over the years, like I shared, you know, I've attended countless events beyond church for my faith focus, including my own initiative of taking silent retreats where I literally, you know, ignore my phone other than maybe if I'm looking at like writing something down or taking notes. I went to, when it comes to mine, a specific cabin I went to with a lady named Carolyn on Airbnb in Madison, Georgia last year. No, 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 not last year, the year before. She's amazing. And so many others that I've done. Uh, Danny Johnson events like I shared and more. In 2019, I also felt, actually rewind back a little bit. So the second counselor I had, I ended up deciding I wanted the EMDR treatment because I had learned about it through Shailene Johnson. And so one of, ironically, one of my friends had no idea that was on my mind. So it's you know amazing how the spirit works. And she happened to talk to me about it. And I was like, oh my God, this has been on my mind, but I was open and didn't want to force anything. So I ended up being with that counselor, um, also through Rosemount. 
for uh, Larissa, she's amazing. It was Laura and Larissa um, for also about a year and not last year. So not 2019. I believe it was 2018. I may be slightly off on my dates, but we processed through family patterns, my patterns, you know, uh, like responses, so many different things. And like, really digging into the beliefs and the trauma. And back to what I was saying, you guys, when you do EMDR, if you ever do it, it's incredible how you'll feel the toxicity of the trauma like coming up for you. And I highly recommend if and when you do it, like create space in your life and your schedule to literally unplug for like a half a day to two days after because it can be a lot. So... In 2019, I felt compelled to start waking up at 5 a.m. regularly and reading the Bible straight through for the first time as part of my routine for the rest of my life. Let me take a quick drink. I wrote, which this astounds me, (coughs) this turmeric, like, just hold my throat. Hold on. (laughs) Hashtag first world problems. I wrote my first Bible study earlier this year, if you didn't know yet. The beginning of this series on Faith Focus is the sneak peek to the second Bible study, Devaluing to Purity. If you click on the link, you'll go back to, as you scroll down, you'll see the hyperlink to Fear to Faith, a 40-day devotional, or if you just go down in the blog post, and it's on the show as well. You guys, it's blowing my brain. (laughs) I used to think like many people that, oh, you have to go to seminary school. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that because that's what the world tells you. That's what a lot of the world has shown us. But when you read the Bible, friends, there was no seminary school. There was no theology degrees. There was men and women and children of God that walked with God experientially and wrote down their stories in the Bible, which became our quote unquote real Bible study. So if that's on your heart or you get led to do it, do it. Because you share a unique voice and no different than the men and women and children of God in the Bible. That's who we are. And someone said something to me, not to me, I was on a personal development call with Seven and Annie. So shout out to them. That was really profound. I can't remember what like I think it was from, yeah, it was from Transformation Church. Back to what I said earlier. I love, like, that's how I learned about Transformation Church because of their calls. So they, they, I, he said in one of his messages that, like, you can be the only Bible someone will ever read. Like, if you think about it, that's so powerful. Because literally someone's looking at you, your life or my life and saying, okay, even without, you know, someone saying like, oh, I believe in God. They're like, okay, I, I mean, you know, like when you've seen people in the past, just like me, or I see people, it's like, okay, there's something different about it. Then what is it? And then you find out that, oh, it's their faith that, you know, and I remember when he said that, I was like, oh my God, that's so powerful. Like in his crazy faith series, by the way, you can listen to that on YouTube. So it requires faith and focus. It's a daily practice to shift from fear to faith. Every single day, I feel shifts in fear to faith, including worthiness, identity, and value. Like even today, as I was walking back from the park, so I say I am statements every morning. If you guys have listened to some of my 90-day plans 
or uh, my gratitude post recently or some, you know, other things. I definitely share that all the time now. Like earlier this year, I felt compelled to start saying my I am's out loud alphabetically. And I end up saying like over a hundred I am statements now. It's amazing. So as I was walking from the park in silence and, you know, literally saying I am statements in my head, like I sat down for a while, I was saying them out loud and then I was quiet and I was praying and then I was just, you know, meditating. And then, um, as I was walking back, I was thinking of different things and I, what came to me, you're going to laugh at this. I am an ATM, <laughs> meaning I'm attracting tons of money. So if you don't know what you're going to get into the financial part, part of my story has also been in bondage to freedom being without, being in, you know, in famines, being, you know, in debt, borrowing more, you know, despite working more and realizing again, what beliefs are driving behaviors and to keep focused on faith, you know, having my parents help me like so many humbling things throughout this journey. And so when that came to mind, because I've been also focusing on different things financially and again, focus and alignment and service and abundance, like no matter what. And so that came to me, it was like, oh, thank you. I received that Holy Spirit. Uh, So anyway, so I observe with that being said, I observe what is happening, you know, in every moment, like being self-aware and spirit aware is so key and decide if at that moment I'm being pulled or feeling pulled to take more action. Like I pray about it. I, you know, seek inner guidance or to give myself more compassion and go to the park, take a walk or simply cry and release something. And so many of us didn't see those kind of behaviors modeled like self-care when we grew up. It was just like, go, 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 do, 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 which is why many of us struggle with this now. And so, like I said, Monday, I felt compelled, like spend more time at the park earlier in the day. And that's what I did. I honored myself. And I honored that I was feeling like this yuck yuck that, you know, I wanted to clear and like dig into and see what was going on. So, you know, and today, like I made sure like even now, of course, all of us are working from home more than ever. So I've added into my routine that I do, you know, three things and I take a break. So usually earlier in the day, my break might be like chatting with my niece and nephew, which I'll share in a bit. Or going to the park right around the corner or going for a run, you know, for like a two mile run around or doing quick hit workout. But late in the day around five, four or five or six o'clock, I walk to the park, which is a four mile walk round trip or a seven mile walk if I do the full loop at the park at Chastain. So that was earlier today. So my point is this is you guys that honor yourself and really dig into you. Like sometimes people inspire you in different ways, but understand you are you and we need you to show up authentically, completely you, unapologetically you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, you know, I'm fearfully wonderfully made, but so are you. And so I think with, you know, so many of us growing up that people tell us what to do, or especially now we're so inundated with content, with information and so many guides and facilitators and teachers and, you know, whatever you want to call it, like they mean well, but even I realized this in my past journey is sometimes if you're blind in an area you or haven't yet processed it, you don't realize where you are in bondage or where you're trying to force someone to be something they're not 
or you're not giving them the freedom to be who they're created to be. And who am I or who are any of us to judge any other human being? Like there's no other Katrina on the planet, like not even close. There's no other you on the planet. So I encourage you to, you know, I thank you for listening. I thank you for tuning in, of course. But one of my guideposts is create more than I consume. So let me repeat that. Create more than you I consume. So that means, hello, this is creation for me. I'm not listening. I'm sharing. So I'm creating a podcast, right? I'm creating a blog. I'm creating an IG live. And then when I listen, so like earlier today, I listened to a message from Sadie, her book. I'm listening to her book now, Live, for the third time. So that was about an hour total today throughout the day. I listened to like a 10-minute message from Rachel Hollis. And that's about it, you guys. So my total consumption, no other TV, nothing. So my total consumption today has been like an hour and 10 minutes. And in comparison, I've created two brand new blog posts two brand new podcasts and I am updating in over 15 different Facebook groups and not just giving, but also posting opportunities like our collaborations and different things. You know, our IG live summit that's going on right now, create with us with the creators all around the world, you know, and so many different things. So my point is, is really evaluate what you're consuming. And I share in my episode Earlier, a couple weeks ago, 2020 Reflections of an Entrepreneur. Since all this has started, I do not turn on anybody's news, period, period. I read one or two sources for five to 30 minutes twice a week. That's it. That's it. Versus every day I'm pouring in so much into me. So keep that in mind. I found that the journey of fear to faith involves forgiving others, forgiving yourself, and trusting God. In addition to this, I earlier this year finished the 2020 Vision Bible Study by Christine Kane, which gave me so much revelation and insight. I also finished, or no, I haven't finished. I'm in the middle right now, speaking of trusting God, I'm in the middle of Lisa Turkert's Bible Study, Trustworthy. And I am realizing how many ways I humanized God, like many people in the Bible did, like many of us do, and how many actions I took out of distrust that I had so much desire to control or to be self-reliant instead of spirit and self-reliant, two different things. And I find, I feel, and so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly uncovering layers and realizing, and then also realizing so much grace, mercy, and compassion in the process. So I feel, I find I feel like an onion sometimes with layers to unravel and are put together. It's about creating a firm foundation in faith. It's both a daily discipline and a journey of a lifetime. So the second theme is devaluing to purity that I find in my life when I look back. So I see so many ways I devalued myself and allowed others to. So if we devalue ourselves or find our value in only the external, it is easy to allow others to devalue us because it's our normal. We don't know any different or we're not speaking, you know, life and love over ourselves any differently. And then we allow and invite it. 
this impacts you in health and money and business and community and freedom. It impacts you everywhere. I easily see now because I've, you know, moved toward this layer by layer. And I easily see now that because I didn't value myself or see myself as worthy, I ran over myself in every area of life. I also did the same to others a lot. Again, you give or don't give, you know, you give what you have and you usually can't give what you don't have or if and when you do, later you end up resenting it. It's easy to see why I didn't value myself as a lady worthy of being pursued and a deeply loving relationship, why I overworked and found my worth in work and why I abused my body and was over 55 pounds heavier among other examples. I repeat my, to myself daily, like I shared earlier, I am statements now out loud alphabetically. I meditate. I go to na- nature. I eat healthy. I work over out over five times a week. I go on trips by myself. Not right now, clearly, but you know, as of this recording, it is April 15th, 2020. I, in um, so many other ways, I show myself love. You know, I, I'll do fun activities by myself, whether it's going to a garden, going on a hike. And so that's one thing I did see to a degree modeled, you know, by my mom, that she would do stuff by herself, like, and not like feel like weird at all. So love you, mom. And purify myself from what the world says about us often. So keep in mind, many in the world will solely judge you on appearance, on status, and money. However, when you find your worth in the one who created you and create from that deep love, everything changes. Because when you're looking at things from an eternal perspective and you're safe and secure in love and trust, it's so different. And believe me, I had so much instability. So step by step as you heal, everything transforms from the inside out. I have learned anything external is temporary, shaky, and meaningless. When I look back how much importance I placed years ago on solely the external and the practical, I am amazed. When you deeply value yourself, it translates both into your behaviors and how you treat others and who is in your community. At the same time, I had models of when I focused on the priceless and eternal when I was in college or other seasons. It's like I would go through these pockets of time and seasons where I was aligned, then I would misalign. So again, the instability, the lack of trust, the lack of alignment. I am deeply, deeply grateful for my own transformation and our community that feels like friends, you guys, in so many ways, whether on social media, this podcast, the blog, courses, events, collabs, brands, groups, platforms, you guys, the list goes on and on and it continues to grow in so many ways. It's like now it's a, you know, it's a toddler. I believe in massively speaking life over my life and over your life in every area of life. And be very aware, you guys, of who you allow to speak into you and what they're speaking. And what I have found is sometimes I, you know, it's it's paying attention to the speech and the language because sometimes I will get into a moment of undervaluing someone and not recognizing that, oh, you know, they are super aligned here and I didn't realize it. And then sometimes, like many of us, I'll put someone on a pedestal because of something they have externally and give them too much credit. 
And it's funny because what God will often do, like he's been showing me over the last, especially two, three years massively, is he'll bring me back to earth and show me, hey, this person's really human and let me show you how. So like people that I used to, I realized like idolize in different ways, maybe three, four or five years ago, he's shown me massively over the last one to three years as he's healed different things in different ways that weren't so pleasant always that, hey, they're human too. Like you are growing here more, but this is their struggle. They're growing more here. They've grown more here. And again, we all have different journeys. We have a different path, which is why it's so important to not judge. And forgive, like Jesus literally says, forgive 70 times seven. And it's, you guys, it's for us. Because when we carry that crap, it eats at our soul. So no matter whether you believe in God or not, what does forgiveness do to people? It makes them bitter, ungrateful, unforgiving, judgmental. Like that's period across the board. Hello? Oh, speaking life. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Those who love it will bear fruit. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I say it all the time, all the time. And if you've listened before, you've definitely heard me say it more than once. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs in itself is a freaking phenomenal book. It's one of the first uh, books of the Bible I started to read years ago. And um, I love how right now I'm also in a study of Proverbs in the Live Original Family with Sadie Robertson Huff. If you don't follow her, definitely go check out her stuff at Legit Sadie Rob. She has an incredible story too, and God is using her and her husband amazingly. So speaking of speaking life, I often say things out loud like, I am limitless, I am resilient, and I am priceless. I am leading myself and others to transformation and inspiration. This came to me during a meditation years ago on one of our Herbalife calls. I regularly say I am rich beyond belief. I also say things like my work is of high, high service and worthy of massive compensation, which I learned from Amanda Francis, I think late last year. If I shifted from devaluing to purity, so can you. It isn't easy. It is worth it. Side note, friends, this morning I was in, I think, First Kings or Second Kings within my study, Trustworthy. And this is my second time reading the Bible straight through. And one of the things like more and more that I see is all the abundance in every direction. Like when David was preparing and setting up like the plans and all the riches for the, for God's temple that his son Solomon was going to build, like they were giving tons of gold, of silver, of bronze, you know, all this stuff. And what I was underlining in the Bible was also that David was saying like, Hey, God, you gave us this. And so repeatedly you see that like after a testing period and keep in mind, like David went from being a shepherd and bringing lunch to his brothers when they were in the battlefield. He had a process of slaying, you know, the, uh, the bear slaying. I think it was also the lion. I think it was the lion. Hold on. Did he slay the lion and the bear? I think it was both, but I'm, I may be mixing up my animals. (laughs) Uh, David slays lion yes it was lion and a bear thank you and then later he slayed goliath so he had levels it was a process and then when he's talking about the building of the temple you get this whole underline i think it was in second chronicles because i was in several different books today in the morning that 
like you have this like whole army of people that he has like his you know his Joab I think Joab was like his right hand man if I'm remembering correctly please forgive me if not I'm hashtag human and um like thousands of men so he didn't go into this like leadership role overnight you know I think so many times we want to be this overnight success but we don't realize like Leadership is such a responsibility. I'm going to get more into that, even through my own experiences. So, uh, oh, when you deeply value yourself in comparison, it translates both into your behaviors and how you treat others and who is in your community. I am deeply grateful for my own transformation, like I shared, you know, in all these ways. So, oh, I believe in speaking life. I was there. My brain went up too high. Uh, so if I'm shifting from devaluing to purity, so can you. And like I said, it isn't easy, but it's worth it. So let's chat now on self-hate to love. There are so many ways we express self-hate to ourselves. Our behaviors will often tell us a lot about how we feel about ourselves. So if you struggle like I used to with really digging deep and being self-aware and identifying your emotions, you know, now I'm very aware, but this is years of practice, you guys. It's almost 10 years now of practice. But in the beginning, I didn't. So I started looking at all my behaviors and if they were aligned. So as I shared my story earlier, it's easy to see how I didn't love myself. I didn't feed my spirit or soul with nourishing things. I simply did mainly what I saw many others do. I, you know, and out of that instability, you know, that people pleasing, I often aligned, you know, in ways or just so many different things that I remember like more and more from like elementary, middle school, high school, etc. And I'm also writing it in my book, Pain to Purpose. I consumed unhealthy food. I drank alcohol excessively way too many times, putting myself and others in real danger. And I allowed myself to be in an abusive relationship as well as other relational self-sabotaging behaviors for years, like blind, unknowingly not seeing it. I wasn't taught, like many of us, how important it is to love yourself first so you can love others. I find it really interesting how clearly it's outlined in Mark 12, 30 through 31 about loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, yet people focus on the love your neighbor part the most, or at least they have for a long time, is how I feel, like in a lot of the communications and things I've had in talks. So how, hello, how could you or I possibly give something we don't have, know, or understand on our own? So Mark 12, 30 through 31, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. So it's like one, two, three, and number two is you. <laughs> There's no commandment greater than these. Now, granted, sometimes we will serve, you know, in a moment or excessively or, you know, in a period of time, etc. But at some point, there needs to be a pouring into you of love in the mornings, you know, whatever it is, because if you're excessively serving others, find the time to pour into you too. Loving yourself means sometimes putting yourself first and not apologizing. For example, my mornings are focused on my sacred seven that I realized like as God was cultivating this and leading me to this over the last several years, they are, it is worship music. It is speaking my I am statements out loud. It is prayer. It is Bible reading. It is journal. It is movement and a message. I faithfully protect this time. 
years ago, I would wake up and go straight to checking emails while I was getting ready. It's no wonder I was pissed off by 9 a.m. And literally a bitch on wheels. A part of loving yourself includes how you treat your mind, body, and soul and how you allow others to treat and speak to you. It is choosing things that nourish you. From that space, you cultivate a practice and a habit of loving you. It's easier to love others because now you know what that looks and feels like. And when you have compassion and grace and mercy and you receive it for you and you forgive you, it's so much easier to do it with others and stay calm. I regularly seek wisdom and discernment in situations and in our community. I'm very mindful of of a lack of gratitude, honor, peace, and joy. At the same time, I still choose love with others. Sometimes love leads to creating boundaries and even stepping away. I check in with God and myself. I ask for guidance. I'm constantly learning this and to release the outcome. I surrender and accept. I won't always please people. As a reformed pleaseaholic slash people pleaser, however you call it, this sometimes causes me physical pain. I may feel God literally pruning me from that. It hasn't always been easy to speak and practice. I am not for everyone. We are not for everyone and everyone isn't for us. And that applies for you you too. At the same time, being open that sometimes people return and the situation, the dynamics have changed. It's an art and a science in submission, vulnerability, boundaries, and action. Corporate to calling. For years, I found my worth in my work, status, and recognition. It's easy to see looking backward why within my childhood and experiences. It started super early on and layered into people-pleasing. At the same time, my drive and determination for excellence and service created and cultivated my gifts, talents, and abilities. Like in the parable of the talents in Matthew, I would double my talents regularly, even though I had never read that scripture at that point. Now, part of the challenge is there that then ego or pride can get in the way when you don't really realize like, okay, my, the creator gave me this, these gifts. Some of this is natural. Some of this is cultivated, but then it's still blessing for others. And so it, it's so important to be aligned and stay humble. Many of us have aligned habits to passion, purpose, people, and profits, as well as misaligned beliefs and behaviors too. That's why self-awareness and developing that skill is key and leads to self-reliance, self-discipline, or also what I call spirit awareness, spirit and self-reliance, spirit and self-discipline, and control. So some of my experiences in work and industries, just to give you guys a snapshot, Early on, I loved entrepreneurship and service, whether it was running a lemonade stand business, helping my grandma at her retail store in Poland at the age of six, you guys, and or Girl Scouts. I always loved to create, transform, and inspire. Arts and crafts, baking, cooking, everything, you guys. Literally, multi-passionate entrepreneur from the start. Along the way, like many of us, I misaligned to passion and purpose by focusing on the external. This led to working some places that were completely aligned like an oncologist in high school, a credit union in college, an NBC apprentice TV show as a consultant to name a few along my journey. In my upcoming book, Pain to Purpose, coming this year in 2020, I dive in deep with many of these areas and stories. 
Whether any role I held in over seven industries over the years was completely aligned or not, I always learned new things I added to myself back to the parable of the talents and doubling your skills and your knowledge and things that no one can take from you. All along the way, I served in a variety of side hustles too. I, you guys, I was a side hustle queen before the term was ever invented. And keep in mind back then, Facebook, Instagram, none of it existed. Actually, when I left corporate, Facebook was barely kind of taking off hugely. For many years, I massively undervalued myself as well as served from an empty cup. It's easy to see how my worth and identity was wrapped up in my work. For years, I also was a workaholic to the detriment of everything else. At the same time, loving what you do and having a great work ethic is awesome. I learned my work ethic from my mom and my dad. However, when you neglect yourself and every area of your life and you're running on fumes, it speaks volumes to where your worth and identity lie. I'm a big believer that nothing is wasted. Uh, It wasn't easy clearing the clutter to create a life and business I love and helping others do the same online and live. The layers I allowed and lack bondage and community continue to be transformed to abundance, freedom, and a like-minded community. Calling. As I received the vision in 2015 to create an all-in-one lifestyle brand, I realized how much of my past would help me. In addition, I realized how much I get to humble myself all the time and learn new skills in money, marketing, and business all the time. You guys, so many times, many of us that have, you know, it easy, like schooling easy or things came to you easy, we receive a huge wake-up call when we become an entrepreneur. Because the thing is that I realized about myself, and this may be your story, I, after college, I picked goals that were too small for me. I realized that fundamentally. I hit them too easy. I hit them in less than five years, and I realized I didn't really fully know there was like certain so I was able to not take certain lessons because my goals were lower versus when my vision got reset and so many other things God was like uh-uh that the like you're gonna have to pay a whole different price so again whether you believe in God or not understand your vision comes with a price it comes with sacrifice and it comes with equal resistance to the dream so that you become who you're created to be. Some of you may or may not know, I'm also a certified public accountant. For years, I worked in strategy, operations, and finance, creating and saving companies six to eight figures annually. At the same time, my own money was in chaos. Back to worth. You could see where I found my worth in my work, but then I didn't find myself as worthy of keeping and having money, so I created chaos in it. So others were worthy. I was not worthy. You could see how that clearly mirrored and showed up in my life for years or the instability, the up, the down, et cetera, versus foundation, stability, growth. I realized my transformation story in wealth, as well as experiences in business, side hustles, and building a brand would help serve others. That's why I'm so passionate about helping others and helping you create a life and business you love online and live with experiences, influencers, and fundraisers for people, entrepreneurs, and brands. That's why I created BitLife Creation. I wanted a community in alignment to create what we love and give back. My vision of integrating health, wealth, and biz in one with tips, tools, and tech, 
equally as important is our community of creators as well as fundraisers and the brands that integrate in wellness, media, and travel. I believe there are millions of us that desire to create what we love and millions that may serve in answering that call. It's more important than ever in our world today that we rise up. Through my own transformation, I created how and what I loved in real life. This involves getting to know myself deeply and being my own best friend and growth and freedom of expression, time, location, community, and financial. I am proud of how far I have come and how far we've come. I mean, you guys, we're at over 250 episodes on this show. I'm amazed. I'm so grateful. That's just one, like one thing. And like, it's growing like crazy every single week. So again, super grateful. At the same time, there are consequences to past choices I'm facing as well as fighting for my freedom in all forms. Lies to love. In 2010, I began to see how deeply I bought bought into lies of being unworthy, devalued, and unlovable. There are countless tears I have shed, as well as work I have done and do daily to shift these mindsets. I shared earlier how this included going to the spiritual therapist twice. What I didn't share earlier is the first time I went for a year, actually I did share it, I did it in the post originally, to process the abusive relationship how I felt about myself and the lies I believe. So much healing. And then again, right around that time, in December of 2010, I made a decision for purity before marriage. I never would have thought you guys had been waiting this long. So literally, that's a whole nother God thing. Because yeah. Interesting enough, none of my vision came to me before I made that choice. Let me repeat it for the people in the back. My vision for creating an all-in-one lifestyle brand and so many other things did not come until years after and several other visions too. I believe our obedience and sacrifice is required to level up. I also believe God has an order for each and every one of us in healing and returning to love. So again, whether or not you believe in God, there are levels to things. To things. And what I found in my own journey is when I misaligned to God and entertained other belief systems or false gods or idolatry, I didn't get past certain points or I didn't receive revelations to the same level I do now or downloads. At the same time, it is not for me or anyone to judge anyone else's journey. I haven't walked in anyone's shoes but my own. I don't know about you, but my life and these sh- these feet that are made for walking, this is the only life that, you know, I've lived. And this is the story I know and the experiences I've experienced. And of course, my perspective changes, but I've only lived, I've lived in this body. I've walked through this journey. And so keep that in mind. And it's, you know, I love a recent uh, interview I watched on Oprah's tour with Michelle Obama where she talked about like really listening to understand or to shift your perspective like almost to be like a story collector and a perspective collector as opposed to trying to simply project your own like inviting people to a different perspective of course but really listening and valuing and understanding that someone else's story is not yours so step by step speaking of shoes and walking I began to rewrite the narrative to love. I increased a lot of time in God's word, like I shared. Last year and this year, I invested in the one university 
with the Millers, Natasha and Jamal Miller. It's a basically like a sort of single premarital class online that ties to preparing you for passion, purpose, and potential before you get married and also helping you focus on getting you to wholeness first. Because what I have found and you know in my own journey is when we seek something external, it's just because something's lacking inter- internally and we're not our perspective is, oh, this can fulfill me or this thing can fulfill me or this person can fulfill me. And it's like, no, like you're missing something fundamentally inside and no other human is designed to complete you in that sense. We're designed to walk alongside and to add value and to challenge as iron sharpens iron. But you're fully you. So if you come fully with another person or you grow in your relationship or your marriage or whatever the case is, that's a whole different ballgame. So the I've learned and applied so much from them and everything they teach. Each morning, I also lovingly say to myself, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm deeply loved. I'm a beautiful, wonderful child of God. During the day, I pray for my future spouse and our relationship. I say things like, I'm worthy of being best friends, partners in purpose, and passion partners with my love. I also say I'm worthy of being pursued. I recently also invested in the Audible, The One, by Catherine Woodward Thomas. Highly recommend it. It's, I think it was a seven-week course uh, via Audible that I ended up wanting to listen to her, and I finished it a few days ago before this post. The book is deeply healing, like deeply. It's really focusing so much on loving you and returning to love and being aligned to our creator and has you do so many different activities. She shares so many different case studies and will have you ball like a baby as well. I share this to let you know, once again, the transition is a, this transition is a journey too. Love yourself and be patient with you too because if you're not happy or joyful now, and you keep focusing on what you don't have, what do you think is going to happen when you get that thing? You're going to find something else you don't have. And when I say that, I speak that to myself because I realize where so many times I was conditioned as well to focus on what I didn't have versus all the abundance I do have. So recognize where you may be seeking something or someone externally. They are not meant to fill. It's a totally different story when two fulfilled and whole people come together focused on alignment, purpose, and growth. Wouldn't you say? I want and declare and in Jesus name that I will have this type of love don't you so in comparison when I look back on my own journey I can see how I was trying to fill voids that only our creator and his love can fill to the overflow this love works with how I love and treat myself for example right when I and I wrote this earlier today when I finished this article I'm going on my four mile walk to Chastain and sitting by the stream And I did that. So the other thing is also, you guys, is honor your word to yourself. Like what I realized, like one of my other like not loving behaviors towards myself or not valuing myself for years was not honoring my word to me. And I'm like, now I'm like, uh oh, I promised myself, so I'm going. Speaking of which, pain, pain to purpose. As I have shared all along, I'm not sugarcoated. I will not lie and say any of this is easy. Life is tied in direct proportion to the vision for your life and who you get to become. Lisa Turkert said something in her Bible study, Trustworthy, that I really loved. She said, every want has a weight. So let me repeat that. Every want has a weight. 
So I don't know about you, but the vision and dreams and desires for my life that have been deposited over 2010 to 2013 and refined, you know, ongoing all the time, they're massive. And you can listen to some of my other previous episodes, like 2020 vision. So this hit me right away. And I was like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And that my last seven years makes a lot of sense. And then also the other thing is the other book that has blessed me so much, you guys, in this perspective, it is Crushing by T.D. Jakes. Oh my goodness. If you're walking through something difficult, go get that book right now. Crushing by T.D. Jakes. I've listened four times. He puts it in perspective with like being grapes and being crushed and like so many other things. And he shares so much of his personal journey of Sarah, Jakes, uh, Roberts, so many things about their family. And I, you can listen to a preview of the book in a sense, him and Stephen Furtick do a talk on the book and also on his book, Soar, which is very entrepreneurial, which I've also listened to four times this year. Your purpose has a price to pay, friend. Years ago when I dimmed my light or shrunk my goals, the price to pay wasn't as big. But that was also because I was scared to to go big or go home. Like at some point I started shrinking because the world, a lot of times, depending on who you're around, or what you listen to will tell you, oh, you're you're getting too big for your britches, like you know, some people say, or who do you think you are? But keep in mind, you guys, that if you're in environments or communities that you start to shine bright and they try to like shut you down or act in ways where they're like telling you either directly or indirectly, like, hey, you're too much, mm, maybe it's time for you to step back. Or maybe it's time for you to, you know, evaluate your alignment to that community. And maybe it's for a season. Keep in mind, my goals before this were wrapped up mainly in career and money after college. So when my vision shifted, I realized how transformation is required to create a life and business you love, not optional, especially when you're dealing with helping people transform health, money, and business and creating what they love. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet on my creator series, that's earlier in 2020 as well. And you can also scroll on the blog and find it. Um, I'm wearing headphones in the picture. My transformation from the inside out started with faith, sacrifices, and obedience long before things started showing up. So spiritual, there was a level of pain. At the same time, I thought certain things would come sooner than they have. So my patience has massively grown with myself and others. God knew if he revealed all to me back in, say, 2010, I would not have lasted the Katrina I was back then, uh-uh, oh no, I was not strong enough. The next level, and and I like no one knows you like our creator. So understand, like things are happening to you, they are happening for you. And I know it sometimes sucks. And I know many of you are walking through things that like don't feel great, you didn't anticipate, but then really dig deep and use this time, like reevaluate this time maybe as a blessing to heal some things, to shift some things to think about what legacy and impact you want to leave. So the next level of my transformation came in health. Anyone else feel like life is like the 12 grades we go through in school or a Super Mario game with different levels? So physical, as I developed self-awareness and discipline in my health and habits and lost over 55 pounds, more results came in every area of life. So that's the other thing. When you hyper, like, so every day I focus on the seven areas, but I take, and we all do. Whether you realize it or not, you're always doing something 
either aligned or misaligned, meaning you're self-sabotaging in every area. And so I started aligning several years ago, but at the same time, every year it's like I'm hyper-focused on an area. And when you focus on one area, like I did that time in, you know, that year, 2013 through 14, especially on physical, well, of course it dominoes. And that's, that goes for any area of your life into other areas. I grew and my like-minded community grew. After years of faithfulness and obedience, it is now easy in 2020 to stay healthy and be alcohol free. Keep in mind, once again, you guys, I struggled and yo-yoed and went up and down in instability because I was unstable in my mind. I didn't align the beliefs, the feelings, and the behaviors and check myself on the alignment with what I wanted. And I wasn't willing to fight at this level. In the beginning, it was a process. It was me changing and replacing one habit at a time. The results culminated over time. The 55 pounds culminated over a year and a half. I also have coaches for accountability like Team Edge when I compete. I regularly get into communities and challenges in health with our wellness community in Herbalife Nutrition. So in addition to running you know, our own courses and mastermind and events, I get into communities all the time in every area of my life to push myself like boss babe, the society, Brendan Bouchard. I've gone to several of his events, high performance Academy, world's greatest speaker training. I've been in several of his courses online. Bo Eason was at his events. I've learned a ton from Bo. I love his book. I read it or listened to it this year. Also four times. There is no plan B for your a game. Super great book. Shailene Johnson, I was in her Success Academy, her Virtual Business Academy. She's wonderful. I'm part of their community. Rachel Hollis, I've listened to both her books, Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing, last year four times. You can see there's a trend because I recognized a couple years ago when I made straight A's in college and had uh, my GPA when I graduated was like a 3.75. I always studied things or reviewed things a minimum of four times. And that was kind of my trigger to where I knew like things were really sinking in to the point of excellence. So, and I shared earlier how the recent book that helped me massively with pain to purpose is Crushing by T.D. Jakes. So financial, the next level of my transformation involved massive transformation in money from creating to giving. It has helped me, pain to purpose, develop the six pack of wealth, money maker, and serve others in numerous ways. During this transformation, I have taken courses like Financial Peace and Dave Ramsey, Danny Johnson, and mentorship from Buckhead Church. I also lead a financial peace class virtually to increase my own accountability. So I'm now leading a class for the third time in a row. In these examples, I've experienced a ton of revelation and transformation and application. The process is painful. Consider a caterpillar going into cocoon and the fight it endures to develop its wings so it can fly as a butterfly. I'm no different. You're no different. Did you know that if you stop the process in the cocoon, the butterfly won't be able to fly? Interesting, huh? Our vision is like when women become pregnant, then they become full of the promise. And then the final stage in the process is the most painful before the promise arrives. Makes sense, right? And then there's this huge blessing. It is painful. I will not downplay it at all. I refuse. How some coaches or some people or entrepreneurs or brands will be like, oh, do this in 30 days or do this and whatever. 
I'm, I will say whether you listen to, you know, my podcast for life or the blog or dive into the freebies or the courses or the events, you will experience transformation period. Cause we focus on application and hands-on, but at the same time, I don't know what area you will be drawn to focus on first. And I also don't know how fast your journey will be because I don't know what level of trauma you have or how ingrained your beliefs are to shift and your behaviors. Like those are all the unknowns. But I will tell you our average person in our courses and programs loses the half a pound to a pound a week, has lost four to 100 pounds over you know the course of time over a year, uh, will experience wealth impacts of over 50% on average based on studies of over 200, and will experience return on investment of over 1,000% in marketing, in business, in travel, etc. and will increase time, location, financial freedom, as well as emotional impacts. But it takes work. It takes you working on you and your business. And emotional pain may be just as, if not more so, painful than physical pain. You will face fears and yourself in ways you never imagined. Parts of you will die. So who you are originally intended to become will live. Like there's no accident that I'm, you know, in the middle of a faith focus. We just celebrated Easter And, you know, this is the point I am with my story. And I felt compelled to share like the new development since the last time I shared about, you know, in detail like this. And I see how there's so much more clarity. There's so much more flow, etc. Who you are created to be is paramount for the people you will lead. Leadership is a responsibility, you guys, and a privilege. It is not easy helping others in transformation and, and calmly asking for clarity or dealing with people's limiting beliefs and having compassion and and coaching your team and or your assistants, you know, whoever you're dealing with to have the same and to do it in a way that is honoring, that is valuing and is serving abundantly. What I have found is that if you are willing to endure the pain in every way, whatever comes at you, you receive the promise. Promise yourself you will not quit on your path to purpose and potential. You choose to turn pain to purpose, to people, to profit, to profits. I promise it's worth who you become. Bondage to freedom. The seventh theme. In 2019, my word for the year was freedom last year. You may imagine how many fears or layers of bondage came to the surface for me to face. It is amazing what lies we allow and the behaviors that lead us to bondage and the world's influence in that. I realized layers of belief and behaviors in my expression and community, time, location, and finances. I am proud of myself for overcoming and unleashing many parts of me and our community online and live. There was massive shifts that started happening, especially around October. Like April through October were like massive. And then again, it was like April was a trigger and then several things. And then October was another big trigger. Like I shared on the Influencer Marketing Series a ton. Then this year has been a lot of shifts. And it's interesting because April is like the ninth month. So like carrying a baby or promise is the ninth month of since 
I started waking up at like 5 a.m. and really, really aligning and pushing myself and the community more and more and more. So I'm really curious what's happening this month and next month because I, I tend to see how things come back to seasons and cultivation, like planting the seed and then the harvest. So at the same time, I challenge myself to level up daily in every way to fight for my freedom. Speaking of which, Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I consistently ask myself the following questions all the time. How and where may I express myself more freely? Who or what is potentially limiting my expression? What am I doing to address it or step away from it? How am I using my time? Do I feel free in doing so? Am I allowing others to control and dictate my time? Do I take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, (laughs) repeating, of time for myself to unplug? Am I speaking up for myself lovingly and asking for clarity? What evidence do I see of our community growing in alignment? How do I see abundance, blessings, and gratitude in every moment? What am I doing daily or weekly to free up my time? I encourage you to challenge yourself, beliefs, and behaviors in every area of life from spiritual to financial. Look at the fruit and evidence in your life and you will see quickly where your thinking is likely misaligned from truth and freedom. I know I do. Transformation from the inside out is for the, not, is for the strong and pure of heart. Fall in love with transformation and inspiration. Fall in love with the vision in your own journey. Celebrate every day who you are becoming. You, your life, and your story matters. You are meant to love yourself and others. Your journey is incredibly valuable in the service to others. Face the transformation from the inside out in your own life. You will know what area to focus on step by step. Keep fighting for your freedom. If you love this post and you love this episode, you will also love my episodes or blog posts on or and blog posts on the 90 day plan, which I have one of those coming up in the wellness series after the, the 14 day challenge, which is coming up as well this week and next. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for a feature on com- creating community online. To the Create with Katrina Julia show, where we talk all the things on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel so you create a life and business already. Head on over to the blog, the podcast, and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation. If you're ready to dive into the online courses, the live events, or the retreat. And if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level, definitely check out our internships, our influencer collaborations, management, and brand engagement. Let's create it.